Okay. Welcome back to the Miss Industrious podcast. I am so excited for this episode because I have two guests with me, two co-hosts. I have Brian and Tevin. Now I'm going to introduce each one of them. Brian, if you want to go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself so the viewers know who we're talking to. Uh, first and foremost, thank you so much, Miss Industrious, for bringing us on your podcast. Uh, my name is Brian. I am a second year automation engineering student at McMaster University, uh, co-founder of Potential Excellence alongside Tevin. And yeah, I do a little bit of poetry, workout videos, um, just trying to bring as much entertainment and motivation as much as I can. Thanks. And Tevin? Um fellow member of the Potential Excellence founding team. Um, I'm a second year student at McMaster University, currently studying civil engineering. Um, I, I basically do the editing and the research work and the background stuff. Brian's more so the face. I'm the background and the shadow, you know? Um, but yeah. Nice. And I love what you guys do. Um, these are two, for those of you who don't really know them well, I just want to go a little bit more. These are two um, young men that are highly just trying to push people to be the best that they can be, right? And I love what you guys are doing. I love what your um, your purpose of your podcast is. I feel like it aligns with what I'm doing. Like I'm trying to help people to heal. My process is, you know, bring people from where they are to where they want to be. And you was just unlocking that potential right so together I just feel like you know that's why I get excited when I um, collab with you guys because I feel like you know we're kind of aligned in that sense so I'm just so excited for this topic because today we're going to be talking about how to let go of things or people that are not for us how to let go of um, toxic relationships and so we can make room for things that are for us so yeah I'm just going to dive right into it Really, I wanted to ask you guys if you guys have a personal story where you can remember that, you know, you kind of had to let go of somebody or maybe a job opportunity that just wasn't for you, but it was very hard to let go. And what did that look like for you? Hmm. Well, Tevin Ponders, I have one off the top of my head. Okay. Um, yeah, so when I first went into high school, uh, Father Henry Carr, like 95% of my elementary graduating class went to a whole different high school. So I basically went into that new school, literally had to, ha like I had to make a whole bunch of new friends. So mm -hmm. high school is a very different experience for everybody, but you're still gonna have to figure out who to talk to, who to associate with, who, you know, it's aligned with your beliefs, but that's a very daunting task because there's so many people. So as I kind of in grade nine, tried to find a different kind of people to talk to and associate with, as I was trying to figure out who I am as a person, those people that I initially kind of befriended in the beginning, I kind of wanted to like uh, not associate with them as much because they weren't in aligned with my new beliefs of who I am, what I want to do after school, illegal or, or illegal, you know what I mean? So kind of letting go of those kind of people was a bit of a process, not as difficult as I originally thought it would be because I just made it known from my speech, who mm -hmm. I am as a person, what I did in school, extracurricular clubs I was a part of that. If you ask me to do this thing, I'm going to say no for this and this reason. And they had to respect that because mm -hmm. um, I, I was firm. I was I, I made it known from the beginning that if you ask me for this thing, I'm not going to do it. And I just slowly made those like characteristics known out to those people mm -hmm. by saying this is what I do this is what I stand by um seeing it on social media too just promoting who I truly am on social media really helped them see me on a different on a different platform like if they don't see me at school on a daily basis and just hanging around with more and more people um after school what's allow them to kind of get that indirect message that okay we like Brian but when it comes yeah. to this thing we are not gonna force him to do this because respectively He's a good guy, but he doesn't want to be a part of this. And we're just going to have to, you know, respectfully break apart. Mm -hmm. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like you created boundaries. I don't know yeah. if you think that, but you created no firm boundaries. You were firm about that. And I feel like in order to um, remove yourself from toxic people or from people that are not for you, you have to create boundaries. But it's so hard to do that because... Some people, um, maybe you feel shy or insecure about it, or you feel like you don't want to hurt the other person's feelings. 
But when you say yes to someone else and it's outside of your morals, your values, you're saying no to yourself. You're not being true to yourself, right? So you created those traits that yeah. you went back to. And I think that's really important. Um, mm-hmm. how, like, how do you, how do you um, handle when people don't listen to those boundaries? Like, how do you handle it? How do you go across like restating those boundaries and actually being firm? Because it's communicating it is one thing, but your actions is another thing. So how do you act out what you talk? How do you walk the talk? Yeah, so I think the first thing that would come to mind would be how often are you actually associated with that person? Like, are you, do you just see them after school, before school, every single class you have? Are you yeah. on the same sports team with them? So first, figuring out how often you see them. Because mm-hmm. if you only see them at that one point in day, then they shouldn't really be that like on you on and they shouldn't really fixate what you do on a daily basis they shouldn't really fixate your emotions for the whole day if you only see them for like that one hour of the whole day so you can just let it be known during that one hour that if i'm gonna see you if i'm gonna you know talk to you in any way don't try to uh persuade me to do this thing because i don't want to do that thing um, if you, if you see them on a daily basis, like say on a sports team and let's say after mm-hmm. practice, they want to do this thing. And they're kind of like, yo, just, just do this with me, do that with me. That's when you got to have to be a little bit more, um, focused on who do you, like, how do you want to approach your day-to-day life on the, on, on that sports team? Like, so if like, let's say you're just here to practice and that's it because your teammates want to do this thing, then you just have to be like, okay, I'm coming here to practice. I'll focus. I'll be, profe- I'll be professional. Cause you're not always going to like what everyone does. You're not always going to like what your coworkers always do. So you're just going to come in here say, okay, I don't know. I don't care what happened. I don't care what we believe in, but this is a professional environment. We're here to practice. We're here to work. As soon as I clock in, it's time to work. We'll do the yeah. thing. And as soon as the practice is over, you're out. You're not even going to listen to them. You're not even going to like persuade them. Not even going to entertain the conversation because mm-hmm. if it's something that you've always told them, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But mm-hmm. they refuse to accept that and still continue to persuade you. At that point, it's disrespectful because they don't even understand what you want. They don't even um, allow themselves to, I guess, understand your point of view and what you want to do. And if yeah. they still disrespect like you don't want to do this thing then they're just not the right friends for you okay and I you know what um I pulled out some actually some great tips from that it seems like you you're really um keen on where you spend your time and who you spend your time with it's all about time right so if you're spending more time with the people that you don't want to be like what's going to happen you're going to end up being like the people that you surround yourself with right so you're making sure that, okay, I'm coming to practice or I'm going to go play that sport and I'm going to do what I need to do. And then after that, we're done. We're not talking after that. So that's, that's very good. Um, Tevin, what about you? When was there a time when you had to let go of someone or let go of a, maybe a job or something that wasn't for you because you noticed that it just wasn't aligning with what you wanted to do or who you wanted to be? Mm-hmm. I don't really be like talking to people like that. Pretty introverted person. So for me, it kind of comes from, um, uh, this was like around grade 12, I believe, because it was we're going to university, you know, that whole grind. And we were, um, exams were coming up, um, I think a couple weeks before exams. Mm-hmm. And well, kind of two things. But for that, I, um, I was working at Walmart at the time and I had to decide whether or not I wanted to quit Walmart, you know, acquire more funds or focus on like education and like, making sure I end, high, I end high school with like a, a good grade because um, mm-hmm. I already had a pretty good GPA to get in. But if I if I did horribly, it wouldn't look good. So um, I decided to quit that. I decided to quit um, Walmart and mm-hmm. then I focused on, focused on school. But other than that, I would say for another woman to be in grade 12 again for our physics class, right? Our physics teacher, for reasons that we were that we for later figured out, mm-hmm. um, school. Um, anyway, um, so I then had to decide whether or not I wanted to do night school at Johnson, my Cedar Percy Johnson, a school that's like 
20 minutes from our school by bus. Tuesdays and Thursdays after school. So that was a night school class while I was still working at Walmart because this was before I quit. So I was working at Walmart, doing night school, school obviously in the daytime. And I had to, every Wednesday, Brian and I were part of a program, Meta Distinction, where we were the leaders. Got to be there as well. Mm. Right? So that was a lot to juggle. So mm. from then on, I did that for like, I want to say a month or a month and a half. And I was just suffering, like constantly suffering. Yeah, when did you so sleep? It was like, let me just, um, I quit. So I stopped, stopped going to night school, dropped out of that. And then thankfully, we got a new physics teacher for the next semester. So I was able to get the credit later on anyway. But yeah, so those nice. are two instances. Nice, nice, nice. So for you, like you had a lot on your plate. And I feel like, did you feel like you had um, burnout? Did you feel like you got burnt out maybe? Nah, I, just got, I was really tired. I was just tired all the time. It wasn't okay. like a mental burnout. I was just like, like literally just tired. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, um, I think I've been through a similar situation before where I had to choose, um, do I want more hours, get more money, or do I want more hours so I can study? And I think that's so hard um, being um, in our age group because like we're in the stage where we're trying to build towards our 30s and our 40s. We're trying to build that legacy. I don't know what you you guys thinking about. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so we're trying to build something, right? But at the same time, the long run makes more sense to invest in your education but short term short term gratification you get the money and you feel good when the when the account looks right you're like okay yeah. you're like making progress yeah exactly but at the same time then your marks may suffer or maybe you know it's like you it's like you have to decide what do you want in the long term as well right so that's what i got from that from tevin's story um yeah, so I have a few tips I do want to share. And then once we go through the tips, we can talk about each tip um, on how to let people go. This is for people that are like maybe in a relationship and they, they've they been going back and forth and you don't know how to like let go of that person. And for those of those people that haven't dated before, maybe you're in a friendship and you're realizing this friendship is not for me, right? It's not all about intimacy, but uh, there's two things I want to share that I learned today actually. And the first thing is, is how to get rid of people. So step number one is get wise counsel, right? Like, so with step number one, when it comes to, you know, letting go of um, somebody that you're dating is making sure you get wise counsel. That doesn't, that doesn't mean like your friend, like, okay, so Brian's dating someone, for example, now he's going to go to Tevin. That doesn't mean like necessarily going to your friends, right? Sometimes you have to go to somebody that is like not a, not in your friend group or not even in your um, your family group. Maybe like that's a, yeah. a church leader or maybe that's a, a counselor. You know I mean, and sometimes it's better that way to not deal with um, people that are so close in your circle, right? So get mm-hmm. wise counsel, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like for you, right? Um, when it comes to the first step, like how how would you guys go about that? Who would you guys talk to? And why do you think it's important to get wise counsel when you're kind of on the verge of like letting go of a toxic person? Okay. What angle, like a relationship or like- um, Relationship. Relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, I would always say, be careful. The most of the first thing you should look for is like, where am I getting this information from? I see do the person that's getting this information from already have innately, right? Mm-hmm. Because let's say you want to ask an environmentalist about what type of oil companies I should invest in. They're not going to, I could give you a proper answer because they're thinking, I'm an environmentalist. I hate oil companies. They're hurting the environment. You should just not invest in any of them, right? right. But that's not what you want. That's not the information you're looking for. But yeah. they have a bias that goes against the information that you want. Similar in a relationship, um, it wouldn't make sense to go talk to a girl's best, the, well, I'm going to take it from my perspective, the female's best friend, right? That wouldn't make any sense right? Because they have any bias and they're on the female side, so they won't really hear you out. There's going to be a whole conflict. I'm sure you can imagine why you wouldn't want to do that. It also yeah. wouldn't want to make sense to go to her ex or somebody that might be interested in That would be the worst thing. I'm just giving obvious... Yeah, obvious, you're just making me cry. <laughs> very obvious examples that people innately understand that right. I probably should not do this because it's not going to end well. Right? <laughs> but that's, that's a very um, extreme side of the scale. Make, maybe a bit less extreme, right? You don't want to ask 
let's say somebody that, that's not familiar with both of you, like who you interact with. You don't want to ask a total stranger. Someone that only knows you and doesn't know her at all, right? Because this is just for me. Mm-hmm. That's somebody that only knows you and doesn't know her. They'll hear all the information from your side. I want mm-hmm. you to perceive the relationship, right? They're mm-hmm. only hearing all the negatives that you're telling them, the reasons why this person's toxic, but they haven't seen the interaction. They don't know any of the good. And this is a lot of the times, um, don't get offended, not you, but like people listening, don't get offended. But like generally, females tend to converse with other females about their partners, right? But the other females that they're conversing with don't know how the relationship went. They don't know who the partner is as a person. They just know their friend, right? So their bias is towards their friend. They, right. they only care about protecting their friend, which is good, but it could also be unhealthy, right? Because they could inflame a problem that really was not that serious, right? From an objective standpoint. Right. Um, so then I would say, take it even further back and talk to somebody that knows both parties, right? Somebody that you can trust, right? somebody that you're sure will give you an unbi- as unbiased an answer as possible because everyone's biased to some degree. So I think that's what you'd look for. Someone that can give you an unbiased answer, an objective answer to like what the actual solution should be. Right. And just to go off what you said, um, this is like another um, point of view. Like right, I'm noticing that people, when they're in a situationship or when they're in like a situation where like they're in a fight with their partner and they go talk to the other like, you know, girls, for example, I'm just gonna talk about girls because I am a girl and this happens all the time. So um, they come, they talk to the girls and then what happens is their girls start hating the guy. Exactly. And then what happens is you guys make up, sparks are flying, you guys make up and then they, then you guys call, then you call back the same girl that you were on the phone with, you know, bashing him and you, we were bashing him together. Like, yeah, he ain't <laughs> this, he ain't that. That's and so now crazy. you're like, oh, you know what? This is Bay, blah, blah, blah. We're still in the, what? No, no, this isn't it. We're still in the get him phase, right? <laughs> like, that's what that's what happens. But I feel like with, with women, you know, speaking from a woman's standpoint, I feel like if you have issues or you have problems with your man, you shouldn't go to your friends. This is what I mean by get wise counsel. It's good to go to a counselor or go to your parents even. I know we don't like to talk to our parents about our relationships, but- I think it's very keen to bring your parents or bring in someone older than you, an older cousin or someone that's older than you into your relationship. The reason why, the reason being now, because dating is different. It's a whole different ball game, right? Like nowadays things are a lot more faster. Like the way we meet up with people and everything's a lot more faster. We live in a microwave society, okay? Everything's quick. We have Uber Eats, we have Tinder, everything's quick, right? So I feel like what we need to do is bring in the older generation, because they can start to see things that we don't see. Maybe you're infatuated with the person and you're not seeing some toxic stuff. And that's why you get so, um, this is what, this is why um, we're making this podcast. Cause sometimes this is for the people that are already kind of deep into a relationship and they recreated those bonds and they don't know how to get rid of those bonds because it's now they're so deep. You're three years in, you're four years in. And you're like, how do I leave when I already invested so much time, right? It's so hard to, to leave when you invested so much time, right? So it's better from the beginning to get wise counsel and just, you know, invite um, your family into it, right? And I'm pretty sure that's one of my tips. One of my tips I'm saying, I'm getting ahead of myself, but yeah. Um, yeah, so get wise counsel. What do you think, Brian, about that? Do you have anything you wanna say? Yeah, I was even, I was even gonna say something similar um, about reaching out to someone who's really mature in the mind, because even though I, I've had like friends who come to me about onto relationship advice, and the one thing that they can say, even though I have like little to no experience, um, <laughs> that th- that I'm able to see both points of views, both perspectives from the female and the, and the man mm-hmm. and give them the best kind of advice I can based on a certain situation that they're in. Mm-hmm. So whether like, yes, it's good to kind of reach out to someone you really don't know um, for advice in an objective manner. But if you can also find just like what you said, someone mature in the mind, someone like Tevin said, you know, unbiased opinion and someone who's basically able to see both parties, who mm-hmm. loves both parties, whether they like the guy, guy more or they know yeah. the girl more, or whatever. See both parties um, and literally hear both stories and literally mm-hmm. say uh, a solution that or possible solution that both parties can agree to um, work with for now instead of 
listening to one person that's just gonna like take the side of another person so just listening and and reaching out to someone that's really mature in the mind uh, allows them to like give them the best kind of answer that you need to hear not what you want to hear okay okay um, i'm gonna go on to um tip number two and that was very good thank you so much brian always shining wisdom on us what <laughs> but yeah um and what's heaven said to you get someone that's not biased oh my gosh like Yes. Okay. So tip number two, um, if you're spiritual, pray and journal, right? Um, praying and journaling. So from the beginning of the relationship, this is what you start from the beginning. You start journaling, um, you start journaling, um, your feelings and what, what's going on in the relationship, because then you can kind of look back. Cause you know, what's so funny about us is you can go through things with people and forget that you went through it just because then now you're going through like another, a good time, right? The highs Thanks. and the lows, you start to Thanks. forget the lows and you start remembering the highs of when you're mm -hmm. like, you know, when you feel like those intense emotions that come with relationships and you forget yeah. like how they made you feel yesterday. And oh, yeah. this happened to me actually, um, personal story time. But yeah, so with me, um, basically, I was friends with this one person and I forgot that she did something and I complained about it to my other friend. And then she reminded me, she's like, Oh, you already, you already told me this. She did it again. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Back in the summer, you already told me this. Don't you remember? And I'm like, I'm here looking like boo boo the fool. I'm like, really? <laughs> Seriously? So I, I really do believe that journaling is so important. Um, I journal a lot, believe it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> pages and pages and pages and pages. <laughs> she has booklets and books. And, <laughs> and citations and textbooks and all that good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get it all in there. Okay, so what do you guys think about tip number two? You got mm. Oh, crazy. Because I do poetry, right? Is that right? Is that right? Because I, yeah, I read poetry? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Um, well, I kind of see it like that, like, Poetry is, I think, the greatest, one of the greatest outlets that's been kind of bestowed on my lap because it's really crazy how I'm able to, like, literally express what I'm feeling yeah. in written format. Because, like, journaling yeah. is good and all, but, like, I'm I'm a crazy guy. So, like, I would look in the mirror and talk to myself for hours, right? I'm a crazy guy like that. And I can just literally kind of, like, I'm my own therapist. It's crazy. Um, so, besides mm -hmm. that, writing poetry is, like, a great way to, like, um, or just writing anything, just like you said, journaling, just, it's a really great way to just list everything in like bullet point format, everything yeah. that you're feeling, why mm -hmm. you're feeling it. Mm -hmm. Um, and after you literally see on paper, whether it's three pages of notes, one page of notes, uh, mm -hmm. why you're feeling this thing, who made you feel this thing? Are you also the reason why you're feeling this thing? Um, and after you kind of like list all of those reasons, you can literally start the process of deciding what can you do to make those feelings better? Because I always ask myself, anytime I'm feeling in a situation where I don't like it, whether I'm sad because of this thing or I'm overwhelmed because of this thing, I ask myself, where am I now? Where do I want to go? And how do I want to get there? And ask myself those three questions immediately allows me to like, okay, time is short. Um, I don't have time to waste because I got, I got goals to plan. I got goals to achieve. So I have to ask myself where I'm at. I know where I'm at financially, emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually. What do I got to do to get to where I want to be? Do I want more money? Do I want more hours? Do I want more study time? Do I want more time with my friends, whether it's social distancing wise or um, or on a video FaceTime platform? Or do I just want to text someone because I miss texting this person or something like that? Do I miss mm -hmm. working out? And then after I've decided what I got to do to get there, then I mean, what after I decided what I want, then I just got to literally get to the nitty gritty of what I got to do to get there. But luckily I already have the blueprints from before because I know what I want. Mm -hmm. I just got to get back in that consistent process of actually executing on those goals and to actually execute on those goals because uh, not being motivated is a whole different type of struggle to get over of getting consistent. Um, the one thing I could really suggest is just remembering why you want to do it, the feeling it gives you, the, the deeper meaning behind it. Is there a goal that you want to achieve? And once you start remembering all the goals you have planned, once you start remembering why you do this, whether it's for someone else or something, that immediately allows you to kind of get out of that kind of state of sadness or whatever, because you are recognizing how you're feeling. 
which some people don't even do. So which means you're 10,000 steps ahead. And then you're already in the process of figuring out what you got to do to get there. And mm-hmm. you're remembering, you're, you're reminding yourself of who you are and what you want so you can get right. the things that you need to get right away instead of wasting time on some negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. And that's how I met Brian, for those of you who don't know. Um, he's, he actually is really good at poetry. Like, it's crazy. When I heard your poetry, I was like, what? Right. Like, it was crazy. It was crazy. No, um, I really do believe that, you know, there is power in um, being able to recognize how you feel and just validate your own feelings. It is like you that is a therapy yeah, session really yeah. it really is and um for me with poetry and like when i used to like um write a lot i stopped writing because of this whole pandemic and other things but when i used to write a lot i realized like wow like i can really overcome a lot of things and i can look back at the things that i overcome through my music and through the things i wrote like you know you go through those emotions and you turn your pain into art you turn all that pain and all that frustration into art and then other people connect with that. You put it out yeah. there. It's one yeah. thing for yourself, but when you put it out there for someone else, sometimes they needed to hear that. Yeah, it's different. They yeah. resonate with that. They connect with that and they feel good about it because then they're like, I'm not the only one going through this. So it's very powerful. I, I love poetry. Keep doing it. I love what you're doing. Okay. So step just to keep it going guys. Um, there's 10 steps. <laughs> We're on step three. Step three, use the time and distance. That's how you let people go. Like when you realize like, okay, like this isn't working for me, use time and distance. I highly recommend it because it takes time to heal. And I know there's a saying that says time heals all wounds, but I believe that, you know, time and distance, I believe there's a little bit more than just time, right? I believe like you can go through something that happened in your childhood and still be healing from it in your adulthood so obviously it's not just time heals all wounds like that just sounds beautiful it just looks good on a cup it looks good somewhere right so you don't want to just use time but use distance you have to like what brian said in the beginning of the podcast you have to be able to spend less time with that person because you're already creating those bonds and things like that you want to start to slowly drift away and start connecting with other friends this is when you reach out to other community, like uh, with a community. If you're part of a sport, a sports team, sorry, a sports team, then connect with your sports um, team. Or if you're part of like a church group, or if you're part of um, um, maybe other um, artists, you're part of a poetry slam or something, you know, like connect with other people, bond with other people, right? So yeah, that's step number three. If you guys want to talk about that, let me know. If not, we can go to step number four. Yeah, step number four. <laughs> okay, step number four. Um, Pursue clarity while you embrace uncertainty. So I like that. I like that. Tell me why you like that. Like, what is oh, crazy. Like? Not to elaborate. Ah, caught me off guard. Ah, ooh, I like <laughs> it because every single step of the process is not always sunshine and rainbows. And you're going to have to, you know, people say go through the motions. So yeah. there's going to be days where you're just going to have to go through the motions and um, literally go into days and performances and, and, and workshops and all these days of hard work when you're not always gonna know um, what to expect from it. If you can, if you even have the strength to get through it, it's kind of like when you go into a workout, when you're not in yeah. the mood to work out and you're like, oh, I don't even wanna work out. I'm not even in the mood to do it. I can't even get through this. I can barely get myself to warm up. And then after the workout, you're like, you feel like a million bucks. Cause you're like, I needed this. Mm-hmm. So, Kind of like how Those are your said, exactly the best days to work out is when you don't feel like working out, you know, mm-hmm. best things to get money is every day. But the point is, um, it's more so doing the things that you need to do, not more so doing the things, no, doing the things um, all, all the time instead of doing it when you feel like it. That's mm-hmm. kind of like, I'm trying to like sum it up. Okay. Okay. How do you feel about um, it? <laughs> Just throw it back. I'll throw it right back. Okay, um, Tevin, what do you think? Okay, I want to say it one more time. Okay, Just... I was about to ask you anyway. So <laughs> no, trust me, I know, I know. <laughs> okay, number four, pursue clarity while you embrace uncertainty. Okay, um, kind of what I took from that, and something I try to practice in my own relationship is kind of be ready to take a step back, right? Because whenever you're in a situation and you're in it, emotions are intense, right? 
they're either intensely negative or intensely positive, but always remember to take a step back, reflect, reflect on what you, what you feel, right? What you want to feel, what you want to say, right? And how the person is going to react to that, right? Because you want to be wary of the consequences of saying certain things at certain times. Because saying one thing at one time, have a completely different reaction and saying the same thing at a different time when the emotions are a bit more to their like a bit more neutral mm-hmm. um, so I, that's basically what i took from it just making making sure that when you're in the chaos and you're in the uncertainty just take time take a step back be open with your partner so i'm still thinking about relationships because i've not been told that we're doing anything else so take time with your partner and just be like i'm gonna need a minute right i'm gonna need 10 minutes i'm gonna need a day I'll get back to you. My people will call your people, but I will get back to you. Right. Um, just make sure you're in the right frame of mind and have a solid argument because whenever you go against, okay, no human being wants to be told that what they're doing is wrong. No human being wants to be confronted. No human being takes negative ne- negativity well. Some take it better than others, but no human being takes negativity well. So always make sure you come with um, a good argument to properly articulate how you feel and be ready for the other person to defend themselves because that's what humans do inevitably. Um, and always keep an open mind for both parties to, you know, express themselves. Because half the times, it's just really deep misunderstandings. People just missing each other. Like I feel one way, you feel another way, but somehow mm-hmm. both feel victimized. And right. Feel victim. So I was just yeah. make sure you talk and just air all that out. Mm-hmm. And to go off what you said before I um, dive deeper into number four. Um, when you're in a relationship with somebody or you're in a friendship with somebody, you need to realize that you don't get the respect. Like you don't know if they respect you just because you guys are having a good day. You know when someone truly respects you when you guys go into a conflict. When you guys are in a conflict or when you guys are, you know, it's not um, agreeing or not seeing eye to eye, that's when you know when someone really respects you, right? That's when, like, are they gonna disrespect you in that moment? How do they fight? Do they fight clean? Can they resolve the conflict? That's when you know if you can be with the person or not. That's when you know, like going from relationship, I keep bouncing from relationship to friendship because this is for anybody that wants to get rid of um, toxic relationships, right? When it comes to relationships, how do they treat you when you are no longer seeing eye to eye and you guys are in a conflict? And when it goes back to what you said, how people try to like defend themselves, Um, A great thing that we learn in social work is start the conversation off with I feel. Go to the person and say, hey, listen, you know, I just want to talk about like what happened last night. I feel like when you do this, it's an I feel statement. When you do this, I feel blank and blank. Maybe you say I feel sad or I feel, you know what I mean? Because no one can ever, and if they do, then they don't care. But no one can ever look at you and be like, no, and then try to attack you on your feelings. They have to validate your feelings. And if they care about you, they will. They'll be like, okay, you know what? I'm sorry that I made you feel like blank and blank. But, and then maybe that's when they come to defend themselves. But I did blank and blank because blah, blah, blah. But if it was downright disrespect, there is no reason why you did it. Like there, there's no, um, there's no, you know what I mean? There's no reason that is going to be like, oh yeah, I guess that's okay. You punch me in the face. That's fine. Like, you know what I mean? Like you, depending on what the, the thing is, like what the situation is, right? Start with the I feel statement. Um, and when it comes to uh, knowing if someone respects you, just see how do they fight? How do you guys get over a complex? That's when you know if you can have someone in your life, your friend or a relationship is how do they treat you when we're no longer seeing eye to eye? Um, So going deeper into number four, um, with this, there's a lot of like, what if, like, because of the uncertainty, what if this person changes? What if the situation changes? We're always stuck in the what ifs, right? Because we're always, as humans, we're always trying to um, see if we can overcome these battles, if things are going to change, right? Especially like people that are in long-term relationships that shouldn't even be in the relationship because they're realizing it is toxic, right? They think, what if they change? What if the situation changes? But I would just want to like say that we shouldn't get stuck in what ifs for what it is. You have to look at what it is. Look at the moment, be present, right? That's why we go back to journaling, right? Be present, being the now. So number five, don't ghost them. Number five is don't ghost them. So you know this is a toxic person and you're thinking, okay, let me just cut this person right off right away, right? It makes sense, but it makes more sense to be clear 
about it you know and i yeah. feel like some people they don't know how to communicate right they're just like uh you know i don't know how to communicate and they just they ghost you but if you're ghosting the person you're not practicing effective communication and you're you're leaving it on bad shaky grounds it's not bad it's not good grounds you what um as a christian like you know what we try to practice is we want to leave things on a good note even if the person's not for you leave them on a good note because you don't want to have relationships wherever you go and there's that tension that there's that animosity right you don't want that tension you still want to wish good for them but you just know that they're not good for you yeah yeah that weight on your shoulders you don't want to carry that exactly. with you. you just want to like let it go in the past exactly exactly yeah so that's number five tevin do you have anything to say on number five nah i just i don't really business like i don't i don't think i'd personally ghost anybody you know on purpose but like I, I really talked about this. I, I already have a problem with talking to people that I do care about and I do have a friendship with. So we're not friends. Imagine how much harder it's going to be for me to even remember to talk to you. So, yeah, I don't, I don't business. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. <laughs> you just do okay. your own thing. You just do your own thing. <laughs> Number six, clearly state what you want, why, and how. So hmm. if you're about to leave this person clearly state what is happening so that way that's that goes back to what brian was talking about the boundaries clearly say like okay like the relationship is done that way you're not dragging it out i feel like some people the reason why they they can't leave a toxic relationship because they kind of they don't know how to be like okay it's over they kind of go they kind of go oh well you see um I'm not feeling, you know what I mean? Like, and they don't have like that, like what Tevin said, clearly come with, articulate yourself, clearly think about it, sit with your thoughts, journal it out, do what you need to do and clearly come and articulate yourself. That way the person knows it's over. No meeting up late night, none of that. Like it's over because you don't want to drag something out and then you'll have a little slow deaths. Yeah, yeah. Because people don't want to, people want to avoid that confrontation. Like, let's say an older head is giving you trouble, or your friend of yours is giving you trouble. You're not gonna go to them in a, like a professional manner, saying, "Hey, listen up. Um, this is why I feel this. This is why I feel that. This is why I feel this. This is why I feel that. I don't want to be associated with you on that daily basis. So I'm just gonna fade away from this relationship a bit. I'm still there, but just not there all the time. So that confrontation, some people try to avoid because they're just so mm-hmm. committed. Like, ah, oh, this person is toxic. Cut off. Done. I'm not even gonna let them know. I I I cut them off, so I'm just gonna assume that they know I cut them off. So we're good on good terms. Yeah. Because people try to avoid that Com- confrontation because like they know, they know, especially if it's like a friend that they like, they like them. Like, oh, like we're good friends, but you don't feel like we're good friends. Yeah. Um, the fact that people have to think not only of no, the, first of all, they already thought about cutting off them, so that's already like a a, a negative connotation on that person. And then they're going to have to make the commitment to approach that person and say why you're cutting them off and go through that process when you just want to cut them off and just leave them. Like mm-hmm. complete, that confrontation, people try to avoid because mm-hmm. they know where it can lead to. They know it can lead to a big argument. They don't want that. Um, and it's just that process people try to avoid. Right. And um, that's why we have step number three, right? This is all steps that you should do like take it step by step because um with step number three it's like use time and distance right and then we talked about journaling you have to do these things to prep yourself for that because it's not easy if you go in right away and go okay it's over and you try to have that conversation and you didn't take the time to sit with yourself and think about it like Tevin said you're not gonna be able to articulate your thoughts the message you're trying to convey will not be delivered because you didn't take the time to think about why do you why did why is it best for you and i feel like when you go back to the journaling stage weigh the pros and the cons literally write down pros and cons and split it down and look at the pros and cons and then look at how does this person make you feel um seven days out of the week if seven days out of the week you feel like terrible you feel terrible then yeah there you go there's a, you should look at that 
or maybe, you know, maybe one day of the week, you know, you feel really special, but then the rest of the days you're like, you know what I mean? Exactly. It's, it's one day out of how many days? The days are too short. Life is too short not to be happy. So Facts. that is uh, step number six. But then there's also like different three different parts. There's what, why, and how. Hmm. Why? The person's going to want to know why are we breaking up? Or why, why can't we be friends anymore? Right. They're going to want to know why. So then you let them know, like, you know, I'm, this is why, like, I've been thinking about it and I've been looking back at, you know, certain things and don't point the finger right away. Some people, they want to point the finger and they want to be like, you know what, you're just not good for me to just, just realize, you know, listen, like, you know, maybe the person's a good person. Let's just think about that. Maybe the person's a good person, but you guys are just not good together. You know, you're a good person. I'm a good person, but we're just not good together. The chemistry or whatever it is, like conflict, you've been having some conflicts lately. I don't like the way how, you know, I feel afterwards. I've been feeling down for so long. Da, 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 da. You know what I mean? You want to have a, a conversation that is not placing the blame, even if they are to blame. Maybe they're they're physically abusive or something like that. If they're physically abusive, then leave. Don't even do step one, two, three. Don't even do these steps. Dash the steps and just leave, okay? Like, honestly, physical abuse is a no, no-go no go there's no time to journal about that okay um how and if you are experiencing physical abuse i'm very sorry about that um i'll probably do another podcast on how to deal with that um because that's very serious this is like if you just know the person's toxic for you like and you they've been playing mental games i feel like mental games mm-hmm. is a little bit harder than physical oh yeah because you're in the head yeah exactly exactly mental challenges are harder to overcome so that's why we have these steps because you have to men- you have to mentally walk yourself through it, right? And you have to prep yourself because it's not going to be easy. This isn't easy. This is for the people that actually do want to let go of the toxic people in their lives and they're ready to receive blessings and people that are for them, right? Like this is mm-hmm. easy. This is work right here. It's that mental work, but we're going to get it. Okay. And then how? How did you come to this conclusion? They're going to be looking at you like How? You let them know. You let them know. Um, you like Tevin said, articulate yourself and be clear. Be clear ab- about it. You know, don't li- leave a little room for them to come back and start texting you late night. Set those boundaries, like what Brian said. Set those boundaries. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, if you're gonna talk to them, don't talk to them for a long time, or don't even talk to them every single day. Just because they call your phone or they message you, you don't have to respond all the time. I feel like we live in a society where everything's instant. Like I said, right. We think that we have to respond back to people and we have to be there at their every beck and call. No, you don't do what you need to do. Write down your to-do list, what you want to do for the day and focus on what you want to do and get your goals. Yeah. Especially during quarantine, especially during quarantine, I text this person and you're wondering why they haven't messaged you back in the next, at least eight hours. Cause you know, maybe someone may work it, but then again, it's quarantine. So no one's really like going out at least your friend group for at least our age group, not many people are going out. So when people like be texting other people and they're like, oh, why haven't you responded to my text? Da, da, da. You're at home. You should, you should always be by your phone. I just saw you post this thing on Snapchat. You should be, da, da, da. I saw your story. You just posted two hours ago and I sent a message to you three days ago. Why haven't you responded to my message and all these things? So people kind of get a little bit entitled to like get that response if they're not really owed that response the time fam i look at a message and i respond in my mind and I'll- <laughs> yeah. that's one thing i picked up from my relationships i never used to think like that but she does that a lot or she'll like or read us we'll be going back and forth she'll text something i'll respond and she'll not say anything for a good like i don't know like 30 minutes and then come back later and say oh my bad i thought i responded i'm like yeah but i said it's <laughs> like i have the answer in my head i just haven't written it down then i just leave the application and just go do something else that one you forget you forget it's not a face-to-face conversation yeah basically (laughs) okay so going on to step number seven wish the best for them like that's really hard to do that's really hard to do but like at the end of the day like what brian said you don't want to carry those burdens on you you want to know how you want to forgive at the end of the day right first go through all you went through forgive yourself for being in that situation first of all you know start with yourself and then forgive them. And I say forgive yourself because it's like, sometimes we're hard on ourselves. 
we go, how could I let this person treat me like this? How could this happen? Da, da, da. Give yourself the, um, the time and the grace and just be, you know, be very easy on yourself because it's not easy, especially when it's a mental thing that you've been battling with. You know, maybe this person's been manipulating your emotions and maybe been making you feel like you're too sensitive and been making you feel like it's all your fault. Whenever you get into a conflict, you find that you're the one who's saying sorry, even though they should yeah. be saying sorry. Yeah, you know what I mean? So yeah. forgive yourself and forgive them. And I do have a podcast episode on that. If you want to know more about how to forgive people, check out episode one. But yeah, what do you guys think? What do you guys think about that? So, yeah it's easy for people to get so self-critical on themselves um because mm-hmm. that's just like human nature to always want to be perfect when there is no thing as perfection for humans because we always have our own different kinds of flaws and insecurities that we always deal with on a daily basis um yeah like i like what you said forgive yourself because you're not always going to make the best decision every single day you're not always going to associate yourself with the best kind of people there's been so many stories from so many people who get into these 10 15 20 year long relationships like dating relationships and now they cut them off and now they end that relationship because i said years yeah like it's crazy like i saw this like last week um and uh yeah like they would end those relationships and Mm. they feel so free like i even though it's just in the comment section i felt Mm. their like their freedom um so like it was just so crazy how they're able to end such a long period of being with someone mm-hmm. and still feel so confident and happy and feel so free and mm-hmm. that feeling is something that everyone should feel because even though yes I'm sorry I to myself that I got into this thing for this amount of time but I'm also happy that mm-hmm. you left that scenario that you're trying to chase a better version of yourself a, a happier version of yourself and you just remind yourself that um all things happens for a reason and uh yeah you shouldn't like beat yourself up over something that is already in the past Mm -hmm. right i'm glad you answered it like that because like i'm really petty right (laughs) what do you want to say this and i'm also very competitive which is not a good mix so like my mindset is always um okay this happened this happened, um, and I'm very hard on myself for me personally, right? So yeah. whenever there's a time of rejection, whether it's like relationship or like um, job or business or anything like that, I'm always like, okay, um, what did I do? What could have I improved on? And how do I make sure that the next interaction I have, whether it's my next relationship, my next business endeavor, my next like yep. whatever, how can I make sure that I am a better person so that this never happens, yep. right? I was yeah. only moving forward and evolving. And that's kind of where my, competitive nature and like pettiness comes in where I'm like god bless I wish nothing but the best for you but I'm gonna make sure that I'm 10 times better <laughs> do the same thing that's not my business no more I'm not like that's me <laughs> that's me um but yeah that's kind of that's kind of my mindset towards that I'm glad Brian gave me more emotionally intelligent <laughs> before Tevin just starts with the petty comments and people are in the comments section like yo look at this guy why is he saying these things but it's true though like I it's it's a still pretty good way to look at it because I know you, so I know your thought process. You mean no harm, I think, with what you say. So <laughs> you mean no harm with what you say. Like you want, like if you leave a relationship or business partnership or whatever after having a job interview or dating, whatever, when you get that rejection, um, you don't want to say, I hope you regret your decision without me actually saying those words. You know what I mean? So like, I look you mean you date this person and then they break up with you and then 10 years later they look at you again after whatever just reconnecting somehow at a reunion high school reunion and they see you and you're like you're better in this you're better in that you're better in this you're better in that and then they realize like oh shoot how can I let this person slip away my fingers and then with a job interview you go into a job interview they reject your offer and they don't hire you and then five years later they see you as a CEO of this big company or whatever, something like that, making a good living. And they're like, damn, I really could have hired that guy when he was young and he could have evolved in here. So it's kind of like not really saying screw you and I'm going to do my thing, but it's not negative. It's just like a, like a, a reassurance to yourself saying that no matter what negativity or 
um, things that don't go, to, go according to plan, no matter how many of those things happen, I will always build myself up. I will always, you know, not be so self-critical from what I experienced in the past and always level up as much as possible with or without you. Actually, to give a like a legit more personal example, Bear Grylls was crushing on Brian during high school. No oh my God. Nobody picked him up. Look at him now. My guy's like evolved 10 times since grade 12. He's still evolving. You know what I mean? That's a real physical example. Yeah. First compliment is. Oh. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> yeah, I know. Perfect timing. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like a thing like that. Just always evolving and not beating yourself up from the past and always leveling up to another level that you never thought you would reach until this moment. Exactly. That's where, that's, that's the good part about like hardship and pain and suffering. Cause that's when you like kind of learn the most and you kind of forced to adjust. Um, I forgot, I'm forgetting the quote or the line, but like, it's very difficult to evolve in comfort, right? Cause there's no need yeah. to change. You're already comfortable. Cause mm-hmm. that is relevant for like homeostasis. We're looking for like neutrality wherever we go. Or if we're pushed out of that neutrality, we're forced to become better essentially. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they do. They do say pressure makes diamonds, right? So you got to put pressure on yourself. I was trying to say everything but that because that's too cliche. But like, yeah. I'm a cliche type of guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go into number eight. Um, number eight is face the emotions that come after letting the person go. Face the reality. Um, and why this is number eight is because, um, well, number seven, you kind of wishing the best for them. But number eight is you got to like sit with those emotions, right? You, you had maybe dreams. Maybe you guys had plans. We planned this vacation. Now we can't go on that vacation anymore. You already planned your last name. You're already writing your last name. I'll change your last name. Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. Ladies, ladies. You got a tattoo. You got a tattoo of their (laughs) name on your arm. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You got to deal with those physical emotions are removing it anyways that's crazy oh my gosh that's actually so crazy people actually do get matching tattoos yeah they do they get matching tattoos and then they break up and it's like yikes yeah okay so you got to deal with that now you got to sit with those emotions um sit with those um those ideas that you had about maybe you know becoming married or having kids and you know you have to think about all that because maybe you planned all that depending on how long you were with the person right Right. So that's why it's just never easy, but you got to sit with it, um, deal with it, go back to your counsel. Number one, go back to your counsel and um, get counseling through it. Right. Really sit with it and deal with it. Cause it's like, you don't want to wait until you're in your next relationship. And people don't do that. They jump from relationship to relationship and then they just bleed on the other person because they didn't deal with those wounds. Right. You're coming in looking like you just came from world war. I don't know, three or something like Three's coming out. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> them ones, them right. ones. I know. I understand what you mean. <laughs> like, you don't want to do that. You don't want to come into another relationship and, you know, you look good on the outside. You did everything on the outside, but you didn't work on the inside. I feel like we forget. I feel like we're yeah. a society where we kind of see what we look like and we, we want to make sure, you know, we have the best hair, we have the best, we have abs, we have all this stuff physically, but really nothing's going to be right and nothing's going to sit right with you if you're not right from within. If you're not mm-hmm. right and you're not mentally stable, you're going to be unstable in all your ways and everything. You're not going to be able to um, process other relationships if you don't process what you what you went through, right? And that goes back to the journaling, right? Okay, so I don't know if you guys want to say anything about that one or if I should go to number nine. Nah, you tackled all the points on my end. Oh, yeah? Okay. <laughs> so number nine, move on to a useful activity, Maybe this is like staying fit or, you know, building a community, um, finding hobby, hobby, finding English. hobbies. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm trying. You can need that closed caption for the video. Yes. <laughs> so you just need to have activities and you need to have like a community, a support system in this time. Like you really do. This is the time where you need to reach out to other people, your friends and build those hobbies. Maybe start your own podcast or maybe start a fitness journey, start something that you would do for yourself by yourself and then have a community on top of that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Something to keep you busy. Literally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just do a bunch of activities that literally make you feel good. Cause like, it's one thing to imagine things and, 
and give yourself um like reassurance through words like oh you're good you're you're good looking you're you're strong blah, blah, blah. but to actually like because we're human so like to actually like touch and do things that like working out and stuff like that to really give us that physical um which is in tune with our emotional which is also in tune with our mental um senses i guess you can call it um aspects of life like doing those activities will literally help you progress and making yourself feel a lot more confident and strong and happy and all that good stuff yeah and the last one 10 one was Tevin wants to say something about number nine 10 okay 10 learn always be learning learn study meditate and remember that you do learn through um pain like we were talking about you learn through studying meditating and pain so learn through it. Make sure you you take what you learn from that toxic relationship and you remember what, what happened so you don't end up in another toxic relationship. Now you know what you don't want. Now we can talk about what we do want and how do we attract that, right? How do we attract that's a big thing, a big thing. Because mm-hmm. I've said this before throughout like other podcasts, especially when we're talking to Mr. Um, called Master Sire himself, when we're talking to him, we kind of touched upon kind of making sure that if you want a 10 making sure that you're a 10 yourself you know what mm-hmm. i mean you can't be a six looking for a 10 because the numbers don't the math doesn't fit right because mm-hmm. then that 10 that you're looking for be attracted to you so you have to bring yourself up to their level he's not talking about looks people don't stop stop typing stop commenting stop typing he's not talking about looks he's talking about everything in your life finances mentality confidence all of that stuff not just looks stop typing delete your comment like it's not our podcast it's gonna be under her (laughs) well you guys can go ahead and post this on your youtube (laughs) so so we have to reply to the the, to to the negativity oh yes oh yes oh crazy oh at least she's honest (laughs) um yeah so that was my 10 steps on how to um let go of people thank you guys so much for this insightful information like this was crazy you guys really broke it down for us and really helped us go through those 10 steps um thanks for listening if you guys got everything anything from this please share it with a friend if you think a friend needs this please share it pass on the information i know um myself i struggled with um letting go of toxic relationships i think it's time for us to let go so we can catch our blessings you can't catch your blessings if you're holding on to things that are not for you so you got to let go, right? Yeah. yeah so thank yeah. you so much for being on my podcast, for um, just giving me more information. I learned so much, like a lot from you guys. I always learn from you guys. It's always a pleasure. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to link down um, in the description box where you can find their podcasts, their IG, so you can connect with them. These are two highly esteemed members of the Black community. They are just amazing. They're very, as you already know, if you already listened to this entire podcast, they know how to articulate themselves. They, they do the research. They are constantly working on themselves and constantly trying to teach what they're learning to other people. And there's not a lot of people like that. So now that they just hide all the information to themselves. So these are two special members. And honestly, I'm looking forward to keep um, working and collabing with you guys. So thank you so of course, much. Of course, of course, of course, of course. I'll see you on the next episode, which is going to be next Sunday. Thanks for tuning in.